The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International. Uh, wishing all of you a belated happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful time with your families. We have so much to be thankful for, especially knowing that God is on the move in this nation and God is ready to use his people mightily. Now, before we continue... I want to remind you all that here in San Antonio, Texas, we are holding the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. This December 31st at 7 p.m., it's going to be at the Hilton Garden Inn at the Rim here in San Antonio, Texas. Every time we hold this event, we're kicking off the new year, hearing what God has to say to the church and preparing us for 2022. I mean, we're going to go into the next year with new revelation that God has for the body of Christ. So it's definitely something you don't want to miss. We're going to be ushering in the new year, praising God and hearing what he has to say for us. So if you want to get registered for the event, go to our website, SOGMI.org slash events and register there today. It is $26 to register online for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. Again, you want to go to our website, sogmi.org slash events, and register today. You don't want to miss it. Now, since we're coming out of the Thanksgiving season, I want to remind you all, look, we have so much to be thankful for. God has decreed over this nation that he is going to bring a move, the likes of which the church has never seen in its history. And not only that, he is so eager to bring political revival, he is so eager to bring transformation here in the United States of America that is going to ripple across the entire earth. And I know some of you might be thinking, oh, but you look at the news, it's all bad news and all these horrible things are happening and all these people are doing these things. Look, let the wicked continue to be wicked, let the vile continue to be vile, but let the righteous continue to be righteous okay our focus is not on the bad news our focus is on the promises that god has spoken over this nation that is what we focus on because if god said it then surely nothing can stop it right because nothing can stand against the plans of god that is why it says let the nations plot Let them create their schemes, but the one enthroned in heaven laughs. Why? He's got the power, he's got the authority, and he has the final say. And I want to remind you as well that Jesus even told us in the last days that it's going to be like a farmer where weeds were mixed in with the wheat, right? And the master allowed the weeds to grow to full maturity along with the wheat. And when that happened... The weeds and the tares, they were harvested and thrown into the fire, and then the harvest was gathered, okay? So we are seeing the full manifestation of wickedness in this nation. But God has also said that he himself is going to uproot those wicked roots. He's going to uproot all of the darkness, and he's going to usher in 
a move of God, the likes of which the church has never seen. So we have so much to be grateful for, and we have so much to praise God for. And anytime you might get riled up by the news, you might get riled up by the things going on, focus on God, focus on his promises, and focus on who he is. Because when you focus on those things, then those other things, they fall to the wayside. It's like, look, God, I know you're in control. You have the authority, and all of this is in your hands. So we have a lot to be thankful for, and we should take an active role in thanking and praising God for everything that he's done in our lives, individually and corporately. In Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now here we have, right, these ten men, they were suffering from this ailment for years and years and years, asking for Jesus to deliver them. And you know, sometimes... We ourselves, we might be going through some hardship and we cry out to God, God, deliver me, right? Save me from my iniquity, right? And the instruction that Jesus gave to these lepers was, okay, well, go show yourself to the priest, right? Now, what does this have to do with being healed of leprosy? Nothing, right? Going over to the temple and showing yourself to the priest, it has nothing to do with being healed of leprosy. But they obeyed him nonetheless, right? And so as a Christian, if you ask God, God, help me, right? And he gives you an instruction that doesn't make any sense, right? That doesn't add up. You would be foolish to disobey it because God does not operate according to man's ways of doing things. I mean, if these lepers have been like, what? what? We want to be healed, right? Why? Why would we walk over to the temple and show ourselves to the priest? What does that have to do with being healed of our leprosy, right? But they obeyed nonetheless. And because of that, they were cleansed. We should do the same in our own lives, right? Because there's no point in asking Jesus for help if you're not going to listen to his advice, right? So they went over and showed themselves to the priests, even though it didn't make any sense, and they were healed of their leprosy. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians are like the other nine lepers. They ask God for deliverance, they ask God for help, and say, Lord, help me, help me, help me. I'm suffering here, please deliver me, please heal me, right? Do this and that. And then when God intervenes, he saves them, right? He becomes their salvation, their healer, right? And he comes in and delivers them from their hardship or whatever problem. And a lot of times, let's face it, a lot of the problems and the hardships that we face are self-inflicted. 
And then we end up asking God for help. It's like King Jehoshaphat got involved in this war because he partnered with somebody that God did not want him to partner with. And he got dragged into this war, and he was surrounded by the enemies, and he cried out to God, God, help me, deliver me. Okay, a lot of Christians, we do this. We get ourselves in trouble and we cry out to God. But then what happens is God, he intervenes because he loves us so much, right? And after that happens, after they get what they want, they go on their way and they do as they please like these nine lepers. They didn't even bother to come back and thank Jesus. Okay, and a lot of Christians, it's not even when they're asking for deliverance. Sometimes maybe they're believing God for a certain blessing. Maybe they want to get married. Maybe they're looking for a financial windfall, whatever it is, right? And they're believing and they've been praying for years and years and years. And then once they get what they've been asking God for, they're gone, right? They do what they want, okay? And it was the minority of these 10 lepers, one in 10, who actually went back and thanked Jesus for healing him. And unfortunately, Christians that are like this are also in the minority. Okay, and we need to change those numbers. I want you to also bear in mind that the one leper who came back to show gratitude, he was a Samaritan, which means that he was someone who was a foreigner to the covenant. He wasn't Jewish. He was not familiar with Yahweh and the Jewish customs and the laws and the prophets and all of that history. Okay, and nonetheless, he was the only one who came back and thanked Jesus. And sometimes we take for granted the move of God in our own life. I want you to take a step back. Think about every time God has intervened in your life. All the blessings he's given you. Every time he's come in, he stepped in and saved you from your own failings, saved you from other forces, right? He's always come through for you, right? And if you go through that step by step, you know, something that I did before going on this radio show is I started making a list of every time God blessed me and every time God delivered me and helped me and brought a miracle in my life. And man, the list, it goes on and on and on. If you do that, you can't help but be grateful. It's like, man, God, where would I be if it wasn't for you, right? I would be such a mess if it wasn't for you, Lord. I would be in such a bad state if it wasn't for you intervening in my life. And if we take the time to just think through, man, every time God has intervened in my life, you can't help but, one, be grateful and humble before the Lord, because something that it also does is it reminds you of all the times you messed up because you didn't obey God, right? See, something that happened, if you remember the story of King Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17, Samuel said to Saul after he disobeyed an order from God, Samuel said, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17, he said to Saul, although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. See, Saul did not retain his gratitude towards God. Instead, he became accustomed to his position. He got comfortable with all the blessings and all the abundance and all the power and authority that he had, that he had forgotten that God was the one who put him there in the first place. Right? And when you cease to be grateful, and when you cease to remind yourself of how God delivered you, how he intervened and brought miracles into your life, right? When you cease to do that, 
You get yourself in a mindset where you will do as you please, which is what Saul did. But not only did Saul do that, he even deceived himself, thinking, oh, I did obey the Lord, right? I went on the mission that God sent me to, right? But he didn't obey it to the letter. He didn't treat the instructions of God as holy. And it's amazing because when Samuel came there looking for Saul, he said, where is Saul? Where did he go? I need to speak to this guy. The people there told him, oh, he went over to this place to build a monument unto himself. Right? So he became self-absorbed. He had forgotten God was the one who placed him there. Okay? And gratitude goes a long way in preventing us from getting full of ourselves. Okay? Because let's face it, the natural man, right? Our flesh, our old nature has a habit of wanting to get kind of full of itself. And we have to be conscious of that. That, yeah, my old man is going to try and prop itself up. Okay? We have to remember. That's why we have to remain humble before God and remember what he's done in our lives. And this is so important because God wants to bring about a transfer of influence, affluence, and wealth from the wicked to the righteous, which means that people who were, you know, of small stature, like Saul was, are going to be elevated to positions of power and authority. That's what God wants to do in the body of Christ. Because let's face it, God would much rather that it would be Christians that are running the huge tech companies, right? That it was Christians that were running the social media companies, the entertainment companies, the news media, right? I want you to think about how different the world would be if the major news organizations, social media organizations, tech organizations, if they were run by people who loved God and were led by the Holy Spirit, I mean, it would be completely different, right? But we can't allow ourselves to become like Saul, where once we get to that position, we get full of ourselves and we get used to the abundance and the power and the authority and we start doing things as we please instead of doing them according to the Holy Spirit, right? Because if God puts us in that position and we start to go about doing things our own way, then what was even the point of putting us in that position? And I want to remind you what God said to Samuel after Saul disobeyed him and Saul went about and did things his own way. God said, I regret having made Saul king. And let me tell you, that is definitely not something that I want God to say about me, right? I definitely don't want God saying, man, I regret putting Joshua in this position of authority and influence and wealth. And he's not going to put you in a place like that unless your heart is prepared and you are going to be able to handle it, okay? So go through the steps. Remind yourself, man, okay, these are all the things that God did in my life. God, thank you so much for all the things that you've done in my life. It says in Psalm chapter 100, Shout for joy to the Lord of all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all 
generations, right? So here we're being told to enter the Lord's courts with thanksgiving and praise, okay? And I encourage you, if you go through and you start itemizing, Lord, these are the things that you've done in my life, and you start remembering, you're going to be less likely, right, to do things your own way. You're going to become more humble and more grateful for the things that God has already done in your life. It is a good reminder. But the thing is, is that the Scripture shows us is that this gratefulness and these reminders are not just to serve ourselves and to help ourselves, but it's actually also so that the future generations will remember as well, so that we can tell our kids, look, we have gotten to this position because of all these things that God has done in our lives. And I'm telling you these things, right? And you can, you know, you tell the future generations, look, I'm showing you all these things that God has done so that you will also follow God and you will also follow his precepts and serve him, right? It says in Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, just to give a little context to what's going on here, this is just as the Israelites are preparing, they are entering the promised land. And the first thing that God had them do as they enter the promised land is they had to cross the Jordan River when the, the riverbanks were overflowing and had been flooding. So the, these gushing waters were flowing through the river and God instructed Joshua to take the people. To, they were supposed to hold the Ark of the Covenant and walk across the water. And as soon as their foot touched the water the river stopped flowing and they were able to walk across as on dry land, okay? So God performed a miracle as the first sign of them going into the promised land. The first step into the promised land was through a miracle, basically, okay? So after that happened, God gave this instruction to Joshua. It says in Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, right from where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of Israel to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So here we have a scriptural example where God is instructing Joshua, look, you need to make a memorial to remind the Israelites and the future generations of Israelites of what miracle took place here. See, what this shows us is we have to make a conscious effort to remind ourselves and remind others and future generations of what God has done in your life, in this nation, right, in your church, whatever it is, however God has acted, we need to make a conscious effort to remind ourselves of it. Because if we don't do it, we will forget. And the scripture shows us this very clearly how new generations of Israelites come up that didn't know 
what God had done, that didn't know how God brought the plagues against Egypt and had parted the Red Sea and done all these miracles on behalf of the Israelites. They didn't know, and what happened? They went to worship other gods, false idols. They did many wicked things. If we aren't putting a constant reminder, then that is going to happen in our own life. Because, let's face it, that's already been happening. Even in our own lives, we forget. We don't seek God out first, because if we have been reminding ourselves of what God has done in our life, we would remember to go to him first. It's funny because I remember I would read through the Old Testament and I would think to myself, you know, these Israelites, I don't understand how they can be so forgetful. You know, this is what I would think when reading it. I mean, here God is. He brought plagues against Egypt and then he parted the Red Sea, right? And then as they were going through the desert, they were led by a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. He brought water from the rock, okay? God rained manna that literally fell from heaven, okay? These are not normal kind of events, okay? These are memorable events. But it seems like as soon as Moses wasn't around, the Israelites went off and did their own thing. They started worshiping other gods, started worshiping other idols. And then, you know, the next generation comes and they completely forget all the things the previous generations have done. And I remember reading this and thinking, how on earth could the Israelites be so dumb and so forgetful? But then God pointed out to me, he said, look, even in your own life, you forget about the miracles that I've done in your life, right? You go off and do your own thing. It's like, you can be just as stubborn as the Israelites. <laughs> and it's like, dang, I don't want to hear that. But it's true. How many of us, it's like despite all the miracles God has done in our lives, despite every time God has come through for you, despite every time God has brought you out of an impossible situation, that even today you still insist on doing your own thing. So when he told me that, it's like, man, I need to repent. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... I want to encourage you, we have to take an active role in reminding ourselves of what God has done in our life and then showing God gratitude because not enough people are showing God gratitude for what he has done in their life. It's a small minority of people that are really remembering and really thanking God for everything that he's done. Just like these 10 leopards, only one of the 10 came back to thank Jesus. The rest went on and did their own thing and did as they pleased once they got what they wanted. So I think it's time to shift those numbers around, okay? We need to get the percentage of Christians that are actively thanking God, showering him with love and affection and gratefulness. We need to get that percentage higher. And as we do that, I guarantee you God is going to be so happy, he's going to be so pleased, and he won't be able to help himself but pour out his spirit over the church. And we're going to see his move increase, we're going to see miracles increase, and we're going to start seeing revival spring up all across this nation. I really do believe that we are in a season of miracles, and we are in a season of revival and transformation, and this nation is never going to be the same. So I hope you all take those words to heart and start implementing. It is the time to start implementing. Even now, do what you can and take a conscious effort to make it happen.
But I am running out of time for this week, so I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And as we just had Thanksgiving season, this is the perfect time to start spending some time thanking God and showing Him some gratefulness. And as always, if you enjoyed this broadcast and you were touched by this message, then I encourage you to go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit the donate button, because this broadcast is supported by listeners just like you. And we're out there just discipling the church and getting the Word of God out there. So again, if you like this broadcast, then go to our website, SOGMI.org slash donate. And don't forget about the prophetic gathering of the saints that's coming up this December 31st at 7 p.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn here in San Antonio, Texas. Again, that is December 31st, New Year's Eve. At 7 p.m., you want to register for this event because God is really going to move and he's got a lot to say to the church. It is $26 to register online. You go to our website, SOGMI.org slash events. And as always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. God bless all of you. My name is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you have been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Until next time. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this broadcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579 Helotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579 Helotus, Texas 78023.